Broadcasting from another dimension. Deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest. Sending you secrets from the future directly into your motherfucking mind. <laughs> Y'all know what time it is. It's episode 27 of the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast, cast, cast, cast. Um, very excited about this episode today. Um, Should have definitely happened before, but it's happening now, so get ready because it's juicy. It's juicy and crispy and spicy and sweet all at once. You know what I'm saying? Because my guest today is none other than Celia Marquis, a.k.a. Ghost Scout Babysitters Club. You know what I'm saying? The first female camp champion, um, one of my favorite illustrators. Uh, her work is so fucking cool. Uh, if you don't know about it, check it, check it out. Um, I'm very glad to get her up on a podcast uh, long overdue. Um, and we had a fun little chit-chat about some things. We had to keep this one a little short. I had a tight schedule today. Um, this one was only an hour. I know earlier on in the podcast we were trying to keep things to an hour, but um, as we've been going through and letting things happen organically as we do, it seems like about right about an hour and a half is the sweet spot for uh, for for getting it in with the guests um, and getting to the juicy beef jerky, you know, that, that real meaty part of the conversation, you know what I'm saying? Chewing on that Satan for those vegans out there in the world, in the, in that flat hollow earth, hiding out in that flat hollow earth. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had a really fun time on this. Definitely ended a little too quickly. I was like, felt like we were just really getting into it. And uh, we had to cut it off a little bit. But she will be back. You know what I'm saying? Uh, she's definitely one of the most active contributing Ghost Scouts. Um, she's been uh, at camp a bunch of times. Um, come to hang out at little micro summits. Um, she's uh, spent a lot of time in the forest here and uh, we've even met up with her on a family vacation in Canada one time. Um, so uh, she is definitely, definitely uh, part of the go big part of the Ghost Scout family, you know what I'm saying? She's definitely one of the leaders of the Ghost Scouts, um, and uh, and much appreciated all her contributions, you know what I'm saying? Just regaling her with praise right now. Um, let's see what else we've had another healthy week in the Bandit household, which has been awesome. Um, just basically been almost done penciling this album cover that I've been working on. Um, I've been trying to play a little catch up, um, on that, about to start throwing some inks on it. Uh, very excited about that. We have the, 
We've had some applications coming in to Go Scout training camp, so uh, don't delay, especially if you're out there in the international zones. Um, definitely get your application in early. Um, we probably should have an official earlier deadline for international applications just so we can uh, you know, make sure that um, the international people know if they're being accepted or not earlier on because they have some more, uh, you know, they have a little bit, they have a little bit uh, more considerations to figure out in getting over here and, and, and the expense of their tickets and all that other kind of shit. So if you are out there in another country and you're dreaming about Ghost Scout Training Camp Year 7, um, hit up GhostRoomGlobal.com and uh, fill out that application. You know what I'm saying? Make your video. Tell us who you are and why you want to join the secret society of Ghost Scouts. You know what I'm saying? Because it's the best thing ever, obviously. Um, shit. What else? Um, nothing much. Been obviously in the in the twelve week online group workshop. Um, we are entering the third and final month, getting into background design. You know what I'm saying? Starting with some, uh, getting into the concept backgrounds and uh, turning them into production backgrounds. Um, I did my juicy in depth. Uh, Adventure Time background breakdown uh, this week where I show um, what I get, what I would get as a storyboard panel to work from and how far I would push it and take it and make it my own and put all those those really funny ideas in there and getting into the story beyond the story and uh, all that funny stuff, getting my, getting my own um, inside jokes in there and all that kind of shit. Um, so, uh, that's always really fun. If anybody is interested in, uh, getting on the list to be notified, um, when spots become available for the 12 week online group workshop round four, which will be happening in the fall of 2018, um, then, uh, head over to the website and, uh, go check out the info about the workshops and, uh, and message me and, uh, I will put you on the list. You know what I'm saying? Of course you know what I'm saying, because you're listening to this motherfucking podcast. Can you believe that this podcast is even a thing? I still can't even believe it, although I am really getting into the rhythm and the routine of it um, and having so much fun with it. And because we missed, uh, you know, over the course of the last couple months when there's been some when the government has been coming in with these reptile shapeshifters have been coming in and trying to inject some diseases in my in the bandit family and and keep me off the airwaves keep me from speaking that truth about this hollow flat earth you know what i'm saying this shapeshifting conspiracy um since we missed a couple episodes uh here and there um i'm going to uh pack them in the next couple of weeks we got another one tomorrow we're coming back with my man fucking dad squad tomorrow one of my major homies one of my best friends um from uh going to school at pratt uh we ran the school comic called the static fish together and uh that's gonna be really fun to uh to rehash and and get in get into with my man dad squad you know what i'm saying He's out there living that California lifestyle, balling out. 
Um, we had a lot of really fun times in L.A., a lot of movie nights in Los Angeles on the projector in the backyard. You know what I'm saying? He's one of my favorite people in the world. So very excited to get him on. Um, and then next week, early next week, we got my girl Marley Gallardo. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know about her, you better check it out because she's taking over the illustration game, uh, a.k.a. Ghost Scout Crabtooth. Um, she is, uh, check her out on Instagram. She's got like a hundred babillion followers and, uh, just crushing it in the illustration game. Fucking, she's on like windows commercials and shit. Fucking Microsoft. She's all over the place. She's fucking blowing up like a fucking stick of dynamite. Uh, could not be more psyched from my homegirl. And, uh, again, much overdue to get her on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Get it. This this podcast is so sexist. There's been so many men on this podcast and not enough ladies. So we're getting the it's ladies night getting to be up in here. You know what I'm saying? Ladies drink for free on this old podcast coming up. Um and then uh and then late next week we got my best friend, one of my oldest bestest friends. We met back in middle school, Oyster River Middle School. Uh my boy Fucking daddy, ball scout, you know what I'm saying? Fucking AKA Luke Dubois. And fucking, uh, when it comes to, um, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the people that I've known the longest and just been through the most fucking shit with, you know what I'm saying? This is the dude. You know, I have a handful of best friends from fucking high school and middle school era and shit like that. And, uh, you know, this dude is definitely one of them. So, um, cannot wait to get him on here. We're going to have a lot of really funny stories, more drug stories. If you liked, uh, the episode with tight jeans, Mocklinson, you're going to love the daddy ball scout episode because, uh, you know, this takes it back even further to the fucking high school days where we were snorting all our fucking medications and tripping on our medications and getting in all kinds of fucking no good shit. You know what I'm saying? Fucking worrying my parents and shit on sleepovers. Um, so we're going to have a real fun time with that. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we're going to try to get in a couple podcasts uh, each week. You know what I'm saying? For this week and next week. I know it's already the end of this week, but we're cramming in two, getting a little double penetration going on these next couple weeks um with the fucking with the podcast to make up for some lost time so uh buckle up you know what i'm saying and we've got a lot of really fun guests i i reached out to pen ward my man pendleton ward of course the creator of adventure time and was talking about getting him on the podcast but as i suspected uh he uh he he's he he feels like he uh gets too nervous and too anxious on podcasts um and he 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 so he declined the offer but uh we won't give up you know what i'm saying my goal is definitely to get get that motherfucker up on this podcast because because uh we always have hilarious combos and i love that dude and uh it would be really fun to share our friendship with all the listening audience so someday someday over some whiskey we're gonna get pen on the pod um i know that there's new episodes of avenger time coming out which is very exciting um the uh the the lead up to the um 
the lead up to the finale. Um, I worked on the Gumbaldia episode, <laughs> which I accidentally posted the other day. Uh, I thought it had already aired, and then I saw it on Daily Motion, and I posted up the link, and then uh, someone uh, shouted out that it hasn't been up yet, so I deleted it. But uh, the episode's looking great, and I uh, worked on that. That's the episode right before the finale, and then, of course, I did some new backgrounds for uh, the finale, the final four episodes come along with me parts one through four and let me tell you the shit is fucking insanity man if you love adventure time you will love the finale it will not let you down you know what i'm saying we're not talking about lost season six here okay we're talking about motherfucking adventure time so uh i promise you will be satisfied you will cry you will fucking get horny it will get it will give you everything you ever wanted in your life um it's a great payoff for the for the show so uh i don't know when the finale is supposed to air it doesn't sound like anybody <laughs> really knows when it's gonna air um so uh, i don't know maybe they've announced it by now but uh when i was talking to uh the homies on the show nobody really knows so, uh, but yeah, we'll be talking about Adventure Time shit in the future for sure, bringing on more Adventure Time peeps, you know what I'm saying, um, and, and having lots more guests. This is just the beginning, you know what I'm saying, and uh, it just keeps going on because we keep making more creative friends, you know what I'm saying? Um so uh, very exciting, um, and uh, since I've already rambled on a bunch in this intro, I guess uh, today is a day where we're going to move the uh, shout-outs from the Patreon page to the back of the podcast, um, and uh, the list is getting pretty long. It takes about probably 10 minutes to or something like that. It seems to be taking a while to get through all the shout-outs. I also add in all kinds of <laughs> annotations and shit. But uh, that's just how we do it. But um, I will uh, shout-out the new people. So uh, let's see. Um, we do have a new uh, $2 member um, to the Patreon page uh, who is... Uh, big shout out to Beef Stew. Shout out to Gerard Jones. You know what I'm saying? Did I say that right? Gerard Jarad. It's Jar and then Rad. That's a pretty cool name. Jarad Jones. I'm talking about my man Jarad Jones. I'm in this bitch. Uh, is it a man or is it a woman? As we always say, we're so progressive, it doesn't even fucking matter because we're all just creative animals living in an infinite universe, motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Stephen Hawking floating out there in the universe. The universe is handicap accessible to Stephen Hawking. Um, so, uh, yeah, big shout out to Jared Jones. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you love this podcast, if you want to show some love, back to uh you know what i'm saying give a little back and uh and keep it rolling keep this podcast nice and powerful it definitely makes it easier for me to spend my time doing this podcast um when i'm getting some income back from it you know what i'm saying because everybody gotta pay the bills i gotta support these little bandits you know what i'm saying these kids are running around growing up they're just like give me some money i gotta give my kid allowance now and shit it's like a pyramid scheme um, 
So, uh, yeah, but big shout out to Gerard Jones, Gerard, J, J, Gerard Jones, um, and everybody else is going to get shout outs on the back end, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, we will always give some, give the, give the first shout outs to everybody up front just so you can, uh, get excited and get hyped and, and, and hear your name on the podcast. Um, and, uh, I don't think we had any, any other $1 members, but, uh, shout out just in case, shout out to the $1, um, Patreon, uh, patrons, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, we got, we're up to, let's see, 28, uh, 28 patrons. That is sick. You know what I'm saying? We are on track for a hundred. We're trying to get a hundred patrons by the end of this year. So we can start to add some really cool exclusive content. You know what I'm saying? An extra mini pod every week just to keep you pumped up through your week. You know what I'm saying? A hump day pump up podcast where I just get on there and I'm just doing jumping jacks and push ups and fucking hyping you up and telling you how cool you are and how good your hair looks today and, and how fucking just shiny your muscles are and your fucking all the bulges are in the right places on your body. Um, you know, it's just a self esteem boost. Um, we're going to be working on getting, uh, getting a little hump day mini pod out once we hit that a uh, hundred patreon uh patrons you know what i'm saying a little exclusive goodies for all the supporters out there because i truly appreciate it truly appreciate everyone's support um and building this old community and i know that i i still have some questions to answer and i know i've totally been neglecting it but uh We've just been lining up awesome guests and keeping it moving, but I will get to, I know there's homesteading questions out there from Rebecca online and from um, Jesse Kakuka, Donnie, never forget, you know what I'm saying? I will never forget the the questions. So homesteading questions are coming. They are going to be answered. Maybe we'll sneak in even another pod in these next couple weeks, um, but I promise that we will have another Q&A. Uh, where I will answer questions about my wacky ass lifestyle. And I'm going to be getting back to doing some cool building projects hopefully next week. So I'll be talking about that and I will be um, maybe posting some pictures or some bullshit from my raggedy ass fucking homemade house. Uh, all right. So without further ado, um, let's pass it over to my man, A Wall One. <laughs> All right, and here we are once again with a very special guest, one of the leaders of the Secret Society of Ghost Scouts, camp champion from year three, Ghost Scout Babysitters Club, a.k.a. Celia Marquis. Hi. (laughs) How are things up in Canada? Snowy and cold. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys have a lot of snow right now? 
Oh yeah, we just got a big snowstorm yesterday. Yeah, yeah, us too. We've got we got like a couple feet uh, in the last, or we got like probably at least a foot the other day, and it's been snowing for a few days on top of that. So we have a, it's totally a winter wonderland right now again. Like all the trees are covered and everything. It's my favorite. Yeah, here is the same. It's getting warmer though. We're getting a little bit more sun. People are slowly emerging from seasonal depression. <laughs> Do you get seasonal depression? <laughs> um, I I don't know anyone who doesn't struggle with it. Yeah. Because like winter in the city kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is nothing to do. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to my landlord the other day, and he's, he's in Florida, and he's just like, "What am I missing?" I'm like, "Nothing. Just never come back." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people do do find that. I always love the winter's my favorite. So I and I'm like I go out in the woods every day pretty much in the winter time. So and like follow all the animal tracks and like, you know, sled with Wolfie and all that stuff. So like we stay pretty active throughout the winter. So I don't I don't feel that. But I know a lot of people do. Yeah, well, I try to do the same. I, try, I can't get out of the city that much. But I I try and do some sports, so it definitely helps with my mood if I train or not. Yeah. Yeah, probably it has to do with people's overall exercise level. Like, if you, like, get much more sedentary in the wintertime, it'd be pretty easy to get the doldrums. Yeah. Word up. So you first, so we first met, we are friends and we first met when you came to Go Scout training camp in year three, right? Right. So tell me about your experience coming to Go Scout training camp for the first time. Well, all that I can say is that I totally thought that workouts were a joke and that we were not going to be working out in the morning. <laughs> Because at that time, you couldn't find it much about Ghost Camp online. Yeah, it was much more mysterious in the beginning because yeah, there was, I'm like, sure. less developed. So, like, I felt like it was much more mysterious and, like, more, maybe, like, more, uh, more like, more hyperbolic rhetoric on the website to fill in yeah. the gaps of what we hadn't kind of put together yet. Yeah, so I was, like, I was a fan of Adventure Time, and my ex-boyfriend at the time was, like, oh, you should look, look that residency up. We could apply. And I was like, yeah, I can do this. Like, yeah, probably the workouts, like, not nothing. Like, <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> uh, but uh, it ended up being amazing. Like, the, when I when I got there first, like, I wasn't like I wasn't working out. I was smoking. I was going out all the time. <laughs> and it definitely was a shock. The first week was tough. Was so tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we wake up at six a.m. every day, and we do like about we do about like thirty minutes of like push-ups, sit-ups, jumping jacks, running, squats. Like we alternate some of them, but uh, but yeah, we we like to get up right at six a.m. and just get that blood pumping for the day. So, but that was a shock to you. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I say, I, and I still can't do a single push-up now. But, <laughs> but I've taken up like working out in the morning. Uh, I do like sit-ups and and squats, so just yeah. legs and abs. And but, but uh, no, no push-ups. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, push-ups are hard for some people. Pull-ups are hard. Pull-ups are definitely hard. We need to get some pull-up bars out there so people, <laughs> can, people can struggle to do one pull-up uh, and then and then over the course of the month work their way up to doing five pull-ups. <laughs> um, what other what other things do you remember about when you first came to camp? Um. I don't know. It's just it's like the first time I had to like follow a schedule for the entire month. Uh-huh. And um, like I don't know. Like this is the thing that helped me most. at camp is is planning out my day and my week and the month and the entire month. Uh huh. And like the, noticing the amount of work that you can do if you're prepared and if you have discipline. Yeah. Um. Like it's not like I remember a lot about camp. It's just like not nothing specific comes to mind right now. But yeah, well, that was the year of the trench, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> and you made an awesome zine when you when you uh, did you you did a lot of that. You did a lot of those drawings while you were here, right? Did you do all those drawings from your zine at camp, or did you do some afterwards too? Yeah, all of them at camp, and okay. I think I reworked some of them when I got back. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, because we we did like when you so year three we were doing like kind of a do like like do your own project kind of thing. So like yeah, yeah for the drawing time everybody did whatever they wanted, and yeah, I remember you were doing a lot of camp related drawings, like dra cool drawings of the stuff that um, we were doing during the day, and uh, yeah, one of the projects we did. Some of the early years, I mixed in some of the infrastructure projects that we needed for our house uh, to function into camp. And one of the things we did was we had discovered that there was an old farm spring, like this natural spring that runs all year round. And uh, up, up, like we have a little hilltop that our house is on. And then there's like kind of a deep little valley that's maybe 20 feet deep. And then it goes back and then a brook runs at the bottom of that. And then you go up the other side of the hill about 20 feet up or 30 feet up and then back into the woods and there was a there was an old spring dug out there and boxed in from when this was like a probably like a clear-cut sheep farm because there's a fencing all around the one of the borders of the property and stuff and uh, an old barn used to be on this property and uh and so we had to bury a water line from that spring all the way up to the house. So, I mean, it probably, it ended up being like a, the equivalent of like 250 feet long trench. And it was like four, we dug four plus feet deep. And basically we did it. We thought it would probably take like a couple of weeks, but it ended up taking the whole month. And, and it uh, wasn't over. It wasn't right. It wasn't quite over. And then, uh, of course, it's thought to be filled in after that too, but... But by the end of camp, we basically had it pretty much dug. Um, but we had to like tree, you know, uh, what it was, was there was actually an old lead pipe that had been buried, like whenever they had put that initial um, uh, uh, 
uh, wa- um, what am I saying? That put the initial uh, spring in the little well up there. So we thought, I thought like, well, if they dug this thing once, it, we should probably just dig that, dig up this pipe again, because we know that it, we, we saw where it crossed in the brook. So like, we're like, we're going to dig this up because at least we know we won't hit any like ledge or boulders that we can't move. So we got the pickaxes and the shovels and stuff and everybody started digging this and we would basically do it where everybody we would rotate it out because we have different projects in the morning the whole morning is blocked off at camp for the forestry work you know any kind of building or forest work and um and so we would uh do shifts where like the first half of the morning uh, half of the group would dig the trench and then they'd go then they'd switch and they'd go work on like the cabins or whatever yeah so, we did the roof for the cabins right right we did the roof yeah. for the cabins yeah so people right the framing and the roofing and stuff for the cabins and so we did it like that so people wouldn't get too burnt out on it um, but actually some people really got into the trench and they would just stay digging the trench like all morning, <laughs> every day. And that was pretty cool. It did become like, kind of like this funny, just like project that people took a lot of pride in. And I remember it showed up in your zine, uh, for sure. Yeah. yeah dig till you bleed. <laughs> dig till you bleed. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. But yeah, trees had grown over where this pipe had been buried and stuff. So it was a pretty gnarly project. There was tons of roots to hack through. And that was, that was definitely the most like single labor intensive project that I think we've attempted at camp. Um, which is, uh, which is pretty badass. Yeah. And you like, and then you have running water. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of, it's impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that water runs into our house and then runs back out, and then uh, and then of course it runs back out down to a barrel by the brook where uh, people get their water for camp. All the campers get their water there, so it was a uh, that was a very that was a cool project, and um, yeah, but there's there are some days that I got so mad <laughs> yeah. and thought like, is this what I'm I'm doing with my summer? <laughs> what am i doing here yeah 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 but it was worth it looking back looking back like i don't remember the pain yeah know? yeah yeah no i think i think uh especially in the month-long format i think with the last year doing the little shorter format for camp and this year doing the little shorter format because uh you know because of because of my my family life with baby junie being a little bit more uh time consuming <laughs> Um, you know, it's a little lighter, but yeah, I think with the month long format, I think there's always a handful of days where we're doing that, whether it's a rainy day, we're carrying logs or a trench day or just something, something where people are going like, why the fuck are we doing this? And I think that's like a good, I love that. That's one of my favorite parts of camp actually, really, because camp is like one of the things I love about camp and about doing all the like woods work and, and it is, is that idea that just like developing that work ethic of like, it doesn't matter what work needs to be done. Like, it's just like, there's work in front of us. Let's do it. Let's get it out of the way let's generate a positive attitude while we're doing it. And then we know that this afternoon there's going to be drawing and then there's going to be chilling and we're going to be having fun and drinking beers and doing all this stuff. And I think that that's, uh, that, that developing that kind of work ethic is like, it was for me super important, like, you know, becoming a young adult and stuff, doing stuff like that. So like, that's one of the things I try to trick people into like adopting at Ghost Scout training camp. Well, yeah, definitely. Some days you're not, 
going to be wanting to work and some days are going to be so tough. But if you just go, like, go right at it, like, push through, it is so worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, like, you know, I, I always say one of the things I love most about camp is everybody goes, like, I didn't realize we were going to work this hard at camp. And, <laughs> and like, a lot of people go, like, I, I've never worked this hard. I didn't realize I could work this hard. And I think that's a really cool thing. Like, that's like, if, if people walk out of camp realizing that, wow, I like, like, I have so much more potential for, for focus and hard work than I realized. I think that's like a really cool, I mean, obviously, above, among other messages of like joining this cool creative community and all the inspirational stuff we do. But I think also with the hikes we do too is like that. Um, you know, we do, we get into some like pretty gritty mountain hikes and we, and we choose to take like the steepest course up of some of the mountains that we, that we climb at camp. And it's that same thing where, uh, definitely I think partway through the hike, a lot of people are like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, this is insane. My body's going to collapse. But then you get to the top of that mountain and you sit there and we're all there and we're like cheering for everybody as they come up and we're you know eating gummies at the summit and drinking Gatorade or whatever and smoking pipes and hooting and hollering and and then you know you realize like oh man this is the best oh yeah the hikes are definitely one of my favorite parts of camp yeah yeah I'm really glad now we weren't doing the hikes in year three right that did that yeah we did we we went to um we did uh what's what's the one with the lake and then you can just it's like a short hike oh lake elmore uh, yeah lake mm-hmm. elmore first mm-hmm. and then franconia notch oh right we did oh right yeah we used to do the franconia notch the lost uh the lost river gorge thing yeah and then the one with the uh, what's it called uh, funicular or they um we we grabbed a pint of the at the summit that's all I can't remember. Oh yeah, you take like uh yeah, that yeah, Franconia Notch has like a bunch oh, of that's different Franconia. stuff. Okay. Yeah, that was still yeah, it's one day where we go down there and we do that like we do that they have like a really cool gorge where like this river's running down this gorge and there's kinda like I don't know, probably like 30 foot cliffs on either side of you. And then they have this cool wooden walkway built up the whole thing. And you're walking over this like raging river, like down in this gorge. And then, uh, so we would start with that and then we jump over and jump on a, what is it like a gondola or a tram or something? And you go up, I think it's cannon mountain, and uh and you go up there and then they have the highest tap in new hampshire so you can sit up there at the bar and you're like on top of this mountain and you're looking out and you can see a lot of new england you can see maine and vermont um and uh you drink a beer up there and then and then uh, we would go down to echo lake and then swim at the lake at the bottom of that mountain and so that's a fun day that we used to do we haven't done that in a few years it takes a long it takes a little bit longer to get over there and then i don't know it just uh We've been keeping it more local, I guess. Now we don't really leave the state during camp. Now we stay Mm -hmm. more in Vermont. But yeah, that was fun. I love that because we grew up going to Franconia Notch and doing that. I I just love that that gorge. Going up that gorge is always so magical. I remember doing that when I was a kid and just like thinking that that was the coolest place on earth. It is. I think it is. Yeah, it's super cool. It's probably wicked pretty in the wintertime. I think it's closed in the winter, but I bet it would be amazing in the wintertime. Yeah, all those wooden ramps. Yeah, going all be like around it. Yeah, yeah, crazy like you know uh, icicles everywhere, and the way that all the water freezes but still flows Mm -hmm. in spots would probably be like super fucking amazing. 
Um, so yeah, so so your artwork has developed a ton since so that's like what four years ago or something like that yep. and your artwork kicked ass when you got here that zine that you did was super killer i was such a fan of your work that you were doing while you were here um but since then uh your work has just developed so much like you're one of the people that you know i mean we obviously have a whole group of scouts and you know everybody's just getting super inspired by seeing everybody work but i get super fucking pumped seeing the you just have a high output and your stuff has developed so much your voice as an artist and your and your style and the like the, the volume of your characters and the attitude of your characters and and you've really started to get some uh work going for yourself as a freelance illustrator so um, you know, uh, what it like, talk about your work a little bit. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Um, well, yeah. Um, I think, think I, I'm super disciplined now uh -huh. and I, I, I picked up the pace drawing wise after camp. I started drawing regularly and I think people have been telling me like my, my style changed, but I think it just evolved really rapidly because I was just drawing all the time. Yeah, no, I see um, it as a total evolution. I can see, yeah. like, yeah, totally. And it's just, it's just like discipline and, and like focusing on what I want and like how I want to get it. And like, I'm also super inspired by what you do and by what, what other people do at camp. And, and uh, I'm always trying, to, I'm also very demanding uh, to myself. So, mm -hmm. I'm always giving myself exercise to be better. and um, Right, like the portrait project you were doing? You yeah, the, like, okay, so, yeah, I want to be better at portraits. So <coughs> I'll do, like, 25 portraits of my friends until I'm satisfied. And, like, okay, this is better. Now backgrounds. And I'll do two weeks of backgrounds. And, um, yeah, I'm demanding, but I'm also very insecure. So I'll be, like, working a lot on some aspects of my drawing to make sure that it's, the best it can be yeah and i'm never completely satisfied but i guess it helps for improving to be always critical of yourself yeah for sure but when you look back at your finished work like do you like it or do you not like it oh yeah some some work i'm like oh it's it's good but some stuff i'm i'm like i look at it and i, I kind of giggle and i'm like yay <laughs> Yeah. can do stuff yeah 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 because i'm I, the I same way like I, oh go ahead go ahead well, well I, I look, looking back at my the zine i made about camp the style is so different and it's it's not as well done but i i still love those kinds of drawing that i was doing yeah no i won't i won't ever just say pretend i wasn't doing that stuff or yeah. it's not on my portfolio right now but sometimes i'll just flip through my old stuff and be like, oh yeah, I was doing it differently and I want to incorporate that again in my new drawings. Yeah, so that's what I was just going to say. I do that all the time. Like I'll be looking back at old stuff and I'll be like, oh man, this was like super fresh, this thing that I was doing back then. I got to bring that back. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Like, I was, my drawings were funnier before because yeah. they were more naive. So I'm like, what can I do to bring that back into my new aesthetic? So I, but yeah, I, I'm happy where with where I'm at right now, drawing yeah. wise. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I'm just getting work now and I could have found more work before and but 
I was always pushing to be better before I go out there and ask for work. Yeah. So I'm I, I'm really happy with where I at right now. I feel like I've pushed in a lot of aspects. Yeah, yeah. It looks like you're very comfortable. You're enjoying yourself. One of the projects that you did recently was like the Adventures of the Cyclops Girl. Yeah, I'm turning that into a comic. Yeah, that's I fucking love those illustrations. Like, they're just so fucking cool. Yeah, that's what that's what that was my a background assignment. But yeah, it, it kind of turned into something so fun that I'm, I was like, okay, I got to do something with that. What could I do? And I, I just kind of wrote an outline for a story, and I really want to turn it into a a comic book, graphic novel thing. Yeah. That's super cool. So where are you at on that project? Uh, I wrote it. I would need to work on my pitch, but I wrote, I wrote an outline. I, I figured out like, my main characters and like, I have to start writing the first few pages. I want to write and draw the first pages and then maybe see if I can find an editor or, or financing to do it. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it takes so much time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a project you could kickstart too. Cause you've got like a great sample for it. And, uh, I feel like people would be excited about that. I feel like you, that, that could definitely be an option on the table. Yeah. I'm definitely, I need to, to get, give it a go. Just do a couple pages. Yeah. Uh, but I have the, I have my characters in my head. Like I drew, I, I drew my main characters. I have the cyclop girl. That's kind of pretty fleshed out in my mind. Mm -hmm. And uh, she she works at a witch store, so it's going to be lots of stories about customer service. And um, but the guy I have my main idea, I'm I'm stoked about this project because yeah. first time I I'm really interested in doing a long term project and really invest a lot of time in it. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. And so that project just really started out as a uh, as a as a background exercise, and then you just yeah. kind of, just kind of took on a life of its own. Yeah, but also I had I had drawn that character before, uh -huh. and I'm very conscious that I like I do a lot of daily drawings. I produce a lot of work, and most of the time, I do nothing with it. Uh -huh. Like it'll be fun to just it's fun to just sketch it out and try some new things. And I was flipping through my drawings, and I'm like, oh, this character seems nice. I should do something with her. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, that's, I'll just, I'll just make a, a background project with her. And then I'm like, okay, now let's keep on adding mm -hmm. to this. But yeah, I had drawn her before. I had drawn a bunch of characters that I never used for anything, and they're all going to be in my comic. That's awesome. That's so cool. I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, I love the just the little story that you had. It's also really cool. I love just the the storytelling through the illustrations. I think that's a really cool idea, you know, where it's like, you know, not quite as much information as you'd get with a comic, but you get this whole little story through the illustrations and that's also just a really cool idea. Yeah, it was fun. For this this it's like a twenty four page album. Mm -hmm. I think I had twelve drawings and I wrote just a story next that I, I printed on the other page. Mm -hmm. So it's more a kid's book, children's book, but mm. it was like a very, it's personal story. It's, it's, I like to try to juxtapose images with text. That's not necessarily a comic. Yeah. 
because I think it's interesting because you can tell different stories at the same time visually and then and then just write it, write something, I don't know, juxtapose it. So is that how you see that project developing or are you going to do like a comic comic of it? I'm going to do a comic comic. Oh, cool, cool. But I wanted to explore different ways of storytelling. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And then um, you had actually done this past, it was this past year you went to Chicago, right? Yeah, uh, last went, May. Yeah, you went and did like a little zine workshop. Um, it Was it at the Art Institute of Chicago? Where was it? No, it was at the Chicago Publishers Resource Center. Okay. And it's it's a residency that's organized by Transit and they do, it's an organism, they do one outbound residency for Chicago artists to go somewhere else mm -hmm. and then one inbound when they invite an international or somewhere for the state and it's a two week to work on the project of your choice and uh, in exchange I gave workshops and artist talk and I participated at CAKE the Chicago Comic and Art Expo yeah mm -hmm. And so you like tell us about the workshop that you did. You you showed like was it what age group was it for? It was for kids? No, it was for adults. Okay. Um, I did one about um travel scenes. Like the one I did at Ghost Camp, and I did one when I traveled in Europe yeah. the year before that, mm -hmm. and how to gather information and and assemble it into a zine and. Like I said, like different means of storytelling. Mm -hmm. uh, so telling stories with pictures and notes and travel journals. And so we walked around the Chicago neighborhood with like maybe 10 of us and took pictures and take the time to draw things. And then when we get back, go back to the center, we assembled a zine together that we printed on the Rizzo. Oh, wow. That's such a good idea for a workshop. That really that's fun. so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Not, not a lot of people showed up, but it was just perfect because I I hate people, so <laughs> uh, it was perfect. It's like a small group for me. How many was it? Like ten people? Yeah, that's cool. Maybe less, maybe less, but more than five. Yeah, yeah. I feel like and that's then, a good size. Once you get to be like, as we know from camp, if you get too many people in a group, like the focus starts to go in different directions, and it's like it's kind of hard to keep it in one spot yeah i'm also a very quiet leader so <laughs> too many people i'll just like i'll just mumble and not be very comfortable yeah, and you need like a loudness translator just like someone to stand behind you and like be like much much louder like <laughs> and, and say all the things you're saying exactly <laughs> every time i do artist talk i make sure i have a good visual presentation to back me up no one can understand it. I'm always like, so, yep, that's it, yep. But I've been working on it. Chicago helped, for sure. Yeah. Um, they helped with my, my fear of public speaking. Yeah. The other workshop I did was uh, on creating alter ego characters for stories. Oh, like cool. how, what to take from yourself and put it into a character and make it someone else, but still draw from your personal life. Oh, wow, that's a cool idea. That was cool, and I got to from my presentation. I I went back and and made a mosaic of all my self portraits since maybe like 2011. Uh -huh. It was it was really cool to see the 
style evolution and the way I perceive myself and I perceive myself now. Yeah. It was really cool. That's awesome. Did you ever post that up anywhere? Um, I think it's on my own Instagram. Maybe I took it down. But oh, cool. I'll, I'll show you. Yeah, yeah. I got to <laughs> check that out. That's awesome. That's a cool idea. Yeah, because yeah, some people have those like uh, photographs of themselves every day, and then they're like, you can see the progression. That's kind of cool idea to have like a self portrait of you like every so often, and then the whole evolution of your perception of yourself. That's really cool. Yeah, it's funny because also every now, when we were kids, we had photo albums, but now everything's online. I know, and nothing's printed. I feel like when I'm old, everything that's going to remain of my you is my drawings on my face yeah <laughs> i'm keeping that i'm keeping that, just that yeah i know that's so true i know i i, I know I, th I i keep thinking like like we have a photo album of of wolfie but we don't really have as much of juniper because like everything is just like online so i guess we got to start like just get printing out more photos and putting together mm -hmm. a photo album because like my parents and my grandparents too have like just like endless photo albums that are like decrepit and like falling apart of like the, of like our childhoods. They've been looked at so many times that they're like all falling apart and stuff, but it's so cool. It's like, you know, and like anytime I would like have a girlfriend come home or something like my mom would like get out the photo albums and we like go through the childhood photo albums and stuff like that. It's like, it's so neat to have that. I know I was cl uh, cleaning out my, my grandmother's apartment last week and, she had this box of photo album and I just looked through it and I find those objects so amazing. Yeah. It tells so many stories. Yeah, it really is cool. I know. You gotta bring it back. One of the one of the things that's not that great about technology. <clears throat> that's so weird to think and kids must already be doing this too like where like you're looking at your parents facebook page and stuff and like i could that's just such an odd concept like who knows if facebook will still be around when wolfie's you know in six seven years or whatever but to, to think of him like like going back and like delving back through my facebook page is like pretty weird and like kind of unsettling <laughs> At the rate you post, it's going to take years to go through everything. I know, I know. Oh, man, I know. And then you go back a couple of years, and I used to post a lot of very outrageous stuff, so it would be hard to defend some of that stuff. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, so right now you are a, uh observer in the 12-week online group workshop. That's right. And we haven't talked about this yet, but uh, so it's round three where like what this is week. This is the the first week of backgrounds. So this is week nine of round three of the 12 week online group workshop. And uh, and uh, Alex uh, Alexander Lansang uh, is uh, in there as my assistant, which he's been the assistant for the first three rounds um but i got you and uh alfonso in in there uh as observers because I, I really want you guys to get involved being assistants in future workshops and people will know fonzie from this podcast uh uh ghost scout psych lord uh, had a very good episode on here about uh surgery on his butthole he had recently gotten butthole surgery that we talked about on the podcast and his uh and our, our shared affi uh, affinity for gummies we both love gummies 
Um, but uh, but yeah, what do you think about the workshop? Oh, so far, it's to be honest, it's hard for me to keep up with everything that's going on on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's, I think you have like an incredible uh, group of artists this time. I've been seeing like everything from the other workshops, but it, yeah. I'm pretty impressed with what everyone's been doing. And you can already see the the people improving. Yeah, totally. That's the coolest thing about it is you can really see. It's funny because it's just it's actually a lot like camp. You know, you'll kind of see that mm -hmm. there's like there's like a, there's like you know, it's usually usually any group seems to be split into thirds of like people that are like really getting the program and like really keeping up with it and nailing it, and then a group in the middle that's like you know that's that's getting it and they're kind of like trying to keep up with it, and then a group at the you know the a, a little slower group that are kind of struggling to keep up with the pace of things and and kind of put together all the stuff that they're learning but i mean I'm, i know everybody's getting stuff out of it but it's really interesting how you see those parallels but yeah you can really see how uh the it, it's really fun because since this is three months long um you really do get to see the growth in everybody and uh, that's my favorite part about it it's like it's really immediate in that way whereas camp it's like you know, you kind of like, you kind of see the effects of people on camp uh, from coming to camp more like, more like at the end of camp and like after camp. Mm -hmm. But this one, you really almost on a week to week basis can see people like applying the feedback they've been getting and like, you know, putting it in their next piece and really get their stuff getting stronger and stronger and, and more developed and their voice as an artist, uh, really figuring out their voice as an artist. And then like, we just go over really fundamental, like I'm, I'm like a very like simple minded person and like everything has to be very basic for me to like function. So we just like drill the like really fundamental stuff um, over and over again. And uh, you can really see people starting to get it and apply it. And, and it's, that's, that's, that's what's really cool and inspiring about it. And just like camp, it keeps me just like so pumped up every week. Yeah. They have such high morale too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me to like get up and like make the hype video every week and like, you know, just be giving feedback on all the work and stuff just keeps me so mentally sharp and like, and like just super pumped up about everything. So it's like really just, it's, it's uh, a really powerful experience for me. I do. I definitely love it. <laughs> it doesn't feel like work, which is really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Cause that's a lot with the podcast and, and the workshop and your contracts. Yeah, it is a lot. It's, it's, uh, and, and the kids. Yeah. 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 The kids is definitely, yeah. Yeah. I'm always juggling too many things, but the workshop is cool because it's mostly just one day. Like it's mostly Sunday for me. Um, it's like all day Sunday, pretty much get up, make the assignment video and then, uh, vid chat with everybody. You know, I do a half hour with vid chat with everybody every week. Um, and then, uh, you know, we give the feedback on the sketches on Tuesday and then inevitably not everybody gets them in on time. So it kind of trickles through. So there's a little bit throughout the week, but mostly it's consolidated in that in that one day. So it's not too bad, but it does. It is a little bit to keep up with. That's why I chose not to do it all year round, too, because mm -hmm. like. You know, we did we I'm going to keep it in the in the I'm going to do a fall session and a winter session because like tends to slow down a little bit in the in the wintertime here. Um, I mean, even though we are active in the wintertime, it, you know, it's just it's kind of a good time to do it. And we're more apt to be like 
away on a camping trip or something in the summertime. So, and plus we have camp and all those other things like, uh, you know, the summit and Girl Scout training camp and stuff. I'm, I guess I'm do like, you, a, do you ever feel like you take on too much? Um, yeah, but like I thrive on it. Like I, I, I don't think I ever really feel like I take on too much, but like my family definitely does. Like I can, I can see the, like, I, I can definitely feel like I'm stretched too thin. And like, I know that like, I'm not, like I'm like I'm doing too much because like things are out of balance, you know, like like it'll be like, you know, the kids are like, you're never around or like, you know, I go, shit, OK, now I got to do this. I mean, even though I like I hang out with the kids every afternoon and stuff like that. But yeah, it's like it's a juggling act for sure. Like I've obviously cho- chosen to do like a lot of different kind of projects um, like getting like the house building thing and then my career and then the family and then, and then go scouts and all these different things. But like, I also know that like, that's the, like, I think like just getting into the deep end and living there is like part of just like what keeps me super hyped. Cause you know me, I'm like a very, like, I'm like always super psyched and I'm always super energetic and stuff. And like, I think I, I think that's just part of it. Like I need a lot of stimulation. That's like the cure to my like ADHD, is like mm-hmm. having a full slate of things to like of like really meaningful things to like keep me super engaged and like and like jazzed on the things I'm doing. So, you know, and I'll try things and they won't fit and like those kind of slip out, but like right now with like with like the podcast and the workshop and uh now camp is starting to ramp up again. They're, those things also really like synergize with each other and they kind of like they're they're all coming from the same place, so it's like I don't know. It's uh, they all kind of seem like the same thing to me in a way. It's like different expressions of like the same like practice of, you know, I don't know what, just like trying to get other people super hyped up about living their dreams and doing wacky shit and like coming up with wacky plans and <laughs> shit. and then like also like i think just like me like like talking about creativity with people is like a really important thing for for myself like that keeps me like i said like super dialed in and like and like just i don't know just like really like i don't think i would be as good i think it benefits my work a ton like i could say like like, oh, my work would be better if I, like, just focused on my work and, like, didn't do these other things like camp or, or the podcast or the workshop. But actually, I think these things, like, I think talking about creativity and everything so much and, like, seeing other people get super inspired and that, like, inspiring me, like, like that's always been really important to me. Like, the loop of, of inspiration has always been, like, a big part of my process. So I think that actually is, like, one of the things that makes me want to, like, push each piece like super hard and like really try to be my best and like it's almost like if i'm talking this talk like i have to walk the walk too like Mm -hmm. i can't like like i can't like you know talk a huge game and then like sit down and like just half-ass a piece like i know like it keeps me like it's like a weird like a fighter training for a fight or something it's like my training is like all these other things and then i sit down and like doing the fight is like my actual like when i'm in the drawing and like and like trying to get the bet the best work out of myself you know it's like it's all part of the process somehow yeah for sure it's weird but uh but yeah it'll be really fun so do you think you'd be uh into being a assistant in the workshop of course yeah i feel the same way i'm always interested in knowing how people work and like what's what makes them creative what what helps them out and like i do feel like i have a a lot to share too yeah so i've always been interested in teaching and exchanging with people that would be great 
Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I never thought that I would be a good teacher. And I mean, I don't really think of myself as a teacher anyway. I just think of someone, I think of myself as someone who like has been doing what I've been doing for a long time and I've figured out a lot about it and I love it. And like, I'm just sharing my experiences with that. Um, but, but yeah, it's like, I never, I never thought, I thought that I could only effectively share that with people that were like kind of like really wired like I was so the cool thing about all this and I think it happened when I went out to Denmark to teach at the animation workshop when they invited me out there and I really didn't know how like because at that point I hadn't done the workshop yet or anything like that I hadn't done the I hadn't started the podcast and and I was you know, it was really just coming off of what we were doing at camp and I mean you know the evolution of camp as like you know it's come a long way and uh, started out, you know, being just like kind of like a boys club in the woods and just kind of like, you know, doing whatever to becoming like this actually really like focused thing where we're like giving feedback every day on work and stuff like that. And so so I had kind of like a little basis of like getting people hyped up and then giving feedback. But then when I went out to Denmark, it was just such a cool opportunity where I was like, fuck it, I'll just see how what I do at camp translates to Denmark and I like went with the jumpsuits and like did jumping jacks in the classroom every morning and like wore jumpsuits every day and just like did I was like I'm I was like I'm not gonna try to be a teacher I'm just gonna be me and like see if that works in this environment and when that worked in that environment that kind of gave me a ton of confidence like oh wow I could probably do this in any environment and with a lot of different kind of people so that kind of broke that notion of like Oh, I could only like get stuff across to people like as serious as me about my about work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And also, you have Alex, and I mean, I, I've learned a lot of stuff from you at camp, and we're very different people. But yeah. I, and I've also learned from Alfonso while I was there. Yeah. And so, like, we all encourage each other, and like, there's, there's, yeah, there's like methods from you that I'll apply and some stuff that I'm like, well, that's not for me. I'm an introvert. Yeah. And like, I can't speak out as loud as you. But so I'll, I'll take some things. I'll leave some other things. And but uh, yeah, I think you're a good teacher, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think I feel like I'm getting better. And I feel like I'm I feel like the workshop has got me a lot better at doing targeted feedback, which is pretty cool, because that was something mm -hmm. that I. I never really liked critiques that much because, like, in school, they can just kind of be super lame. And a lot of times it's, like, just people being... That is, yeah, that's if no one engages. Yeah, or, like, or like I don't know. I just My experience would be, like, a people doing a lot of passive-aggressive stuff. Like, you know, just, like, taking shots at people and stuff. And, like, I don't know. I, I never really I never really got that much out of out of feedback out of out of like crits unless it was like from people who were like kind of like on your same wavelength you know like a teacher that was mm -hmm. super inspirational or something like that so i kind of had a negative view of critiques in the beginning and and stuff but yeah i've, I've kind of come around on that and i i feel like i've gotten a lot and a lot better at giving like actual good feedback and figuring out like how to how to like how to like point out stuff that's like not working in a piece without it sounding bad or like discouraging to someone and stuff like that. And so it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But that's what, <laughs> that's why they're there for too. Yeah, like, definitely. If you were always being nice. Yeah. It's like it always just, yeah, it's great guys. This is great. This is great. 
Yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I have a really good time in there. But yeah, it, it's also fun to. It's also good to be have a break from it. Like, like w- this is the first time because this is the third one, and the first one we did. I forget when. Like, I feel like in the, in like the early springtime or something. And then this one was the last one was in the fall, and then this one was in the winter. I think I'm gonna space them out a little bit more next time, like maybe another couple weeks, because doing them back to back, they start to run into each other a little bit. And like, I, mm-hmm. I like sometimes I can't remember because like, you know, like I do the videos every week and I'm really reacting to like everything that's happening in the group and kind of kind of tr- we're trying to create this kind of hive mind together. And then I'm kind of speaking to that every week in the video. But it's like what doing them back to back, they kind of run into each other. So I'm like, wait, did I talk about that in like the last workshop or did I already talk about that? So so it's, they run together a little bit this time. So that's one thing I learned from uh, from this one. They were like maybe five weeks apart. And I think that's like a little bit too close. Like I think like maybe like almost eight weeks apart would probably be a little bit of a better uh, scheduling thing. Yeah, for sure. But that's what's cool about just jumping in and trying stuff and figuring it out. That's, I mean, that's how we figured out everything at camp is just like trying it and then being like, oh, this really works well or, oh, this could be better. And, and like you've been a big part of a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. What are the things that have changed in camp? Like what are the things that you've seen evolve in camp that you like the most? Definitely um... – maybe diversity in terms of scouts that have been coming yeah. to Coast Scout. Like we've had almost an all girls camp last year. Yeah. And uh, I think it's, it's changed a lot of the dynamics in yeah. the camp. Yeah. Um, the mixity of it. Uh-huh. Or like, um, and it's also, I don't know, year three was really organized, I guess. Uh-huh. I've, I've seen, I've seen camp becoming, like so organized that maybe stuff with too many things Uh uh-huh and then you kind of dialed it back yeah i think it's better now yeah yeah Um, year five we tried to just like that was like the blowout year and we tried to fit so much into it that it was it did start to get it was like that was like as full as you could make it without it getting away from us i think yeah, I think I think people maybe were a little bit tired by the end, which is normal yeah. for camp. Mm-hmm. But I think it's better that the, the things are spaced out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Just to really get into each thing and have the energy to fully participate in each aspect of camp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll be I'll be excited to get back to the full month long camp as well. Do you think it's going to be next year? Yeah, I think it's going to be next year. I think it's going to be next year. I really want it to be, even though like in some ways having a shorter camp works better with like just family life and stuff like that. But like the, I think that the camp experience is getting that extra time at camp really, I think makes the experience a lot like exponentially deeper. Mm Mm-hmm that I think that it's definitely, it's definitely worth it. And, uh, so I'm just going to work really hard to get, you know, just like I have a really big house building year this year and stuff like that, make some of the things that, you know, take, take some of the edge off of having a longer camp. Um, and Junie will be older. I mean, that was the main reason why we decided to shorten camp was because we had baby Junie and, you know, just having another kid in the mix takes up a lot more time. And, you know, when I'm, 
at camp half the day or whatever you know just makes it a little harder on athena and stuff i mean even though she's like at work and i don't know just it dissolve it it all like factors in somehow Mm -hmm. um but uh but yeah i think it'll i i really love the i love that there's something just so like wholesome about the entire month of camp i don't know it's it's something special about it i was i was really surprised at how the ghost got from last year, even if they were only there for two weeks, they got so close. Yeah. Where yeah. They, they have a little, I'm in their chat, um, Ghost Cut Year 6, uh-huh. a little chat, and they're like, they speak a lot to each yeah, other. That's awesome. They, they seem really involved. They seem as involved with camp than everyone else. Yeah, totally. And I feel like I, I got there after the first week, and they already all bonded so much you were so close yeah so i think it's great yeah yeah well I mean, that's definitely the heart of camp right is like just that that it's so crazy that that all these people that have never met they come together here to do this thing that they have some kind of idea about and now we have like you know now we've kind of like it's been going on so long that people probably figure like, oh, this thing's pretty legit, <laughs> you know, which at the beginning, you guys didn't have that benefit. You're like, is this real? Is this a thing or not? I don't know. But, you know, now it's been going on. But, yeah, it's so crazy that people from all over the world that don't know each other at all come together and 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 are in this in in this intense environment together and just bond like super quickly and super deeply. And yeah, it really is a real it's a real tangible thing that you can feel right away. And that's, it's, it's so cool. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not surprised if you're crazy enough to do this thing, there's a good chance that you're going to get along with the other crazy people that are willing to go do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's the thing. It's like, it takes an initial leap of faith to come here. Right. And then like, once everybody's done that, everybody's in it together. And I think especially now how we have everybody spend the night at the hostel in Burlington, like before camp, like they're all like, I could just imagine they're in there like excited together. Like, Oh my God, what, what are we doing? What, what, what's going to happen tomorrow when we go to camp? And like, (laughs) that just must be so cool. I want to like bug the room, like have a little camera in there so we could like see what, (laughs) see what they would do. They'd be doing and talking about. Big brother leader. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's so funny too because I remember I told you that the 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 person who manages that hostel reached out last year and they're like, you know, we're really honored to like have the cadets come here every year and like they totally like have picked up on the fact that because I think that's only been happening for like three years maybe where we've had the people all meet at the hostel beforehand Mm -hmm. officially. And, uh, but that's funny that the hostel is like, they're like, you know, I can, we can do like a code that when they call in, they can be like, you know, this is, I'm, I'm with the ghost scouts and the code is shrimp for life or whatever. And like, and then we'll all, they'll put them in the same room together. Like they want to like facilitate and accommodate it, which is just so cool. We're their favorite cult. Yeah, totally. We're their favorite local cult. You got to support, support your local cult. <laughs> <clears throat> That's awesome. Um, one of the other things that we share a love for is biking. Oh, yeah. I saw you went on the, the Burlington bike path. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you were the one who hipped us to that. Uh, I don't know how we didn't know about that, but that thing is so cool. How? Yeah, it was so cool. There were so many people there, though. Oh, it was packed when you were there. Oh, it was so packed, but it was worth it. It was so beautiful. Yeah, there was like yeah. there was definitely people there when we were there, but it wasn't like traffic. Yeah, 
yeah, I really got into, I, I used to do a lot of biking with my, my parents when I was a kid. Yeah. And then I got to the age where I didn't want to do anything with them, I guess. Right. Uh, but I, I started, I, I got a good bike uh, two years ago and I started going on long bike rides with my friends. Yeah. And my dad. Yeah, you bike with your dad a lot, right? I bike with my dad. That's uh, so cool. My, I love it. My friends bike with my dad. That's awesome. That's so rad. He's, a, he's in better shape than <laughs> I am. He's like... He's like yeah, you guys do like long bike rides, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, usually, oh, I don't know. Um, see, I try to do between 60 and 80 kilometers, which I don't know. <laughs> I know. Nobody knows any of the any of the, the translation. But I don't yeah, know, you, I just... you map them and stuff. You like post up, don't you post up like a little like like uh, phone map of like what you've been biking and it's like super long and stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I do the same as drawing. I'm very competitive and I have high expectations about myself. So yeah, yeah. I give myself little goals and I'm like, okay, this summer I want to bike this amount, yeah. take this distance. And I try to go as often as possible and I try to see if I can improve my time on segments. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so much fun. It's that's just... a, that's a dream of mine that, that I'd like to have at some point where like somehow we accumulate like a shit ton of bicycles here. And like, we just go on like scout bike rides to town and there's like a whole like posse, just like 20 bikes, like riding around town and stuff. Like that's a, I think I would love to make that happen sometime where we do like a, just a lot of biking at camp. I think that'd be super fun. No, I bought, I, I, I brought my bike at camp on year three, but I's like, there's no way I'm climbing up that gravel hill. <laughs> Which it's not, it's not that bad able. once you get used to it. But you bike up stuff like that now, right? Don't yeah, you yeah. Now, now I, I might be able to do it. Yeah. I, I, don't, I remember just my bike just stayed down next to your car the entire time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, people sometimes bring a bike. But yeah, there's like, like nobody else has a bike. So like, <laughs> you know, what are you just going to go off and ride alone? But yeah, that'd be super fun. That was like, I, that was actually one of the first things that I thought about when I thought before I had the property and when I would think about camp, I, I pictured it being like, you'd come to a shed of bikes and, and you'd like get on a bike and like ride into the woods and like find camp. And like, I mean, this, this property isn't like as conducive to like bike riding because it's so hilly uh, <laughs> actually inside the property, but I still would love to have the, uh, I would love to have the the shed of bikes that we could uh, people could ride to town with and stuff. I think that would be that would be really super fun. Keep it year ten. Year ten. That's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> Just slowly accumulating bikes. I feel like we could. I feel like it wouldn't be that much uh, that hard to do. I think it would just be putting out a post of seeing if people have bikes to get rid of, and then just kind of keeping an eye out at the uh, bike shops for cheap bikes. You can usually get a bike, bikes beater bikes for like a hundred bucks or whatever. So I think it's doable. If you apply to camp and you have a bike, well, you have one more chance to get in. <laughs> right. It's like don't no don't don't bother coming by car just yeah. bike yeah bike here it's only Vermont people yeah well that's exciting so yeah for year seven we already have seven applications um, and we have an application from India and we have an application from Switzerland uh, in already so uh, 
that's very exciting. I feel like we're saying, I feel like this is the most applications that we've had during the winter before. Usually it's pretty quiet. Usually there's none or maybe one application during the winter. Mostly they come in in the springtime and usually pretty much right before camp. We usually get them or right before the deadline. We usually get uh, most of the applications. So um, probably the podcast and stuff has uh, helped remind people to uh, get excited about it and stuff. But uh but that'd be pretty fun to. Uh, it's always fun to see the see the applications trickling in and and go through and and uh, and and pick them. And and I tapped a couple scouts uh, the last couple years to uh, look over some applications and and uh, give give some give some picks and stuff. And you were the one of the people that was doing that. And uh, how <laughs> how was that experience? Choosing. Yeah. Uh, felt very por- powerful. <laughs> it's for me. It's I'm so like, hard. I have the power to change these people's lives. <laughs> well, for me, it's so hard because, like, I want everybody to be able to participate because, like, you know, almost everybody that applies seems really cool, and like, they all really want to come. So, like, it's so hard for me to uh, because, like, I created this thing and, like it's amazing to me any year that anybody applies like every year I'm like maybe no one will apply this year like and then people apply and I, it's like even though I probably should be used to it by now I'm just so blown away every time like oh my god people are applying wow this person applied like people take the time to apply and it's so amazing that it's always the hardest thing for me to actually even though we don't get like a million applications you know we might get like 15 or 16 or whatever but like we'll have to inevitably turn some people away that i feel like would be really fun to meet and have come and stuff and and of course we we tell people to apply again and a lot of people get in on like a second try or or even like as a backup like a lot of times um you know we'll, we'll every year we pick a couple, two or three backups and and like uh you know several years uh, someone who got accepted for whatever reason isn't able to make camp and they have to drop out before it starts and and we get to pull up one of the uh one of the backups and stuff but making those picking those last couple slots is like I actually, that's one of the few things in my life that actually makes me anxious. Like I, I don't worry about anything. I never get anxious or anything. I actually get anxiety making the final choices because I feel somehow guilty about like turning, turning people away. Yeah. It's hard to, it's a hard decision to make because if you only base your decision on portfolio and then are just so subjective that you might be refusing someone just because you don't like their stuff, but they right. might have huge potential and then like, I know my videos sucked balls <laughs> got in anyway, but if you only based your decision on the video, I wouldn't have made it. Yeah, I can't remember. What was your video? I'm trying to remember. I'm not telling you, but it's somewhere on YouTube because <laughs> I don't have the password for that account and I can't take it down. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, the cool one of the, the one of the cool things is now on YouTube, like, uh, you know, because we have all the people post their 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 videos on youtube so we can share them with the other scouts and stuff and people can look at them and now like when i'll pull one up in the queue there's like a whole bunch of like just other people that have applied like now youtube is like the algorithm will pull up like a lot of ghost scout application videos and like promo videos and stuff so that's kind of neat that there's like there's like actually a lot of ghost scout stuff on youtube now which is hilarious yeah we're gonna go viral soon enough yeah, well, maybe, maybe someday. I don't know if that would be good or bad. <laughs> well, we when we do get too popular, just switch naming, go 
secret. <laughs> right. Well, that's when we'll start pretending to be like a real cult and scare people yeah. off. We'll have like a video of like, a, you know, of like the goat skull and we'll put blood and flesh on it. We'll pretend that we're actually all eating this like a, a live goat and stuff. And then people then it'll be a huge controversy. I thought we were going to be talking about that. <laughs> this is well, we'll edit that out. All right. Well, unfortunately, we got to cut it a little short because I got to go and uh, pick up Wolfie from school to take him to a doctor's appointment. So we got to we got to wrap it up. But um, was there anything else that you wanted to uh, get into the pod today? I don't know. Um, I'll probably think of a thousand things after we hang out. <laughs> well, we'll definitely get you back on. And I, I was I was telling you the only reason that you haven't been on this, so far, I would have had you on much earlier, but, um, you know, you are, like you said, a little introverted, a little shy, and sometimes you're a little shy about your English. So you had made a joke earlier. We've been trying to get this group pod going week after week that we haven't been able to uh, assemble everybody for uh, that we have planned. And, and you were going to be on that one. So I was kind of waiting for that one to happen. But then I thought, God, it's been so long and Celia hasn't been on. I'm just going to see if she'll jump on. And I thought you'd say no because you don't, you were being too shy about it. But then you're like, yeah, I'll do it. And I was like, oh, shit, awesome. So we'll definitely get you back. You'll definitely have to be a regular contributor to the Ghost Ship and Friends podcast because you are, you're definitely one of the most active scouts and, uh, you know, one of the real leaders. You've really stepped up and become one of the real, not only a camp champion, but uh, followed it through with being a real leader in, uh, in really helping shape and contribute to, you know, you know, uh, making Ghost Scouts uh, uh, just great thing for so many people. Uh, thank you, Wingo Scouts. I love my Ghost Scouts so much. And <laughs> I go to the page daily and it makes me so happy yeah. to be part of it. And even if I was the like shyest person on earth, it's not an excuse to not be on the pod. It's not an excuse for anything now. That's why I'm <laughs> telling myself. If I have to do a talk in front of 100 people... I have to do it. That's right. I love it. That's a good, that's a very scouting uh, attitude that you have there. Very high morale and positive. Always. All right. So uh, where can people find your magnificent work? It's on Celia Marquis, dot C-A, because I can't have the dot com because another Celia is it's hugging it for herself. Oh, damn it. Give it up. Give it up. <laughs> And uh, my my all my handles are Celia Marquis, so I'm pretty easy to find. Cool. So you're on Instagram and all that. What other social media do you use? Uh, Facebook, I, I, Instagram. I don't understand Twitter, so don't look me up on there. I'm on Behance. Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, um, but I post most of my stuff on Instagram. Cool. This is just more convenient and easy. Awesome. Awesome. And you were just saying uh, that you're probably going to make it to the Ghost Scout Summit this year. Oh, yes. Which is very exciting. Can't wait for that. That's an open week uh, where all scouts are invited to come and camp out. So if there's any scouts that somehow don't know about it, go to the uh, the, the event page and uh, check out the details and book your trip to the Ghost Scout Summit because it's going to be epic. We have a lot of people RSVP'd this year. Yeah, we're going to we're going to build an outhouse. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try to build a composting outhouse up at the sports field, which is something that we've been meaning to do for a while. So uh, that's going to be super fun. And then we can all enjoy going to the bathroom in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Um, cool. Well, uh, I guess that's about it for uh, for that. So you can say bye to the listeners, and then we'll click over and say bye. Cool. Bye. Down, 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 Another juicy ass podcast for your butthole. You know what I'm saying? That's a little suppository. Stick it up in there and feel the euphoric effects, right? That's how we do it. Podcast after podcast after podcast. We're just gonna keep it going. Keep it, keep it, keep it flowing. Uh, I know I've said it before, but man, I cannot tell you how just happy I am to be sharing my creative friendships with everybody and, uh, having this podcast as a place to just, just shoot the shit with my friends because, you know, uh, when you get through life and you've got a lot of responsibilities as you become a fucking, I guess I'm a grown up, you know what I'm saying? Got kids and all these, all this shit to do, and you don't have that much time anymore. Um, it's easy to just, you know, fall out of touch with people. <clears throat> so it's really cool to have this podcast as a place to uh, come in and just fucking just, just chew that old fucking beef jerky with my best friends, you know, because it's really energizing and inspiring and, uh, just creates a lot of good vibes all around. And then to share it with people all over the world. Oh my God, we live in the motherfucking future y'all. And it is glorious. So, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed that and, uh, we'll definitely get Celia back soon. Um, cause I feel like we were just getting into it there. We got some, uh, there was other, some other good stuff that I wanted to talk about, you know what I'm saying? But we didn't get to it. Like for instance, what is the origin of her name? Hmm. That would be a fun topic to talk about. There's <laughs> a lot of times there's some pretty funny stories behind those scout names. You know what I'm saying? Like my girl Crabtooth, who's coming up. She's got she's got a great origin story for her name, but we'll probably forget to talk about it. Um. All right. So uh, let's see. We got the sh 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 shout outs coming down your pipe. Coming, coming down your pipe. Coming, coming all night. Um. Let's see. So uh, you know what I'm saying. Head over to. Uh, Patreon slash go shrimp to get up on these juicy beef stew shout outs. Um, of course, we got shout outs to all the one dollar supporters. Um, much appreciated. Every dollar counts. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm getting like $50 per podcast, something like that now. So, you know what I'm saying? Every month putting a couple hundred bucks in my pocket, um, taking the family out to eat. Uh, you know what I'm saying? All these things make it, a, make it a, a pleasure to jump up on here and do this podcast. If, if there wasn't any money coming in, it would be a little harder to be able to set aside time every week to do this. So it really, really helps uh, that people contribute to this thing and we just keep it rolling. You know what I'm saying? And we got the momentum. We got new people pledging every week. So uh, if, if, if you've been listening to this podcast, if it's something that you find motivating and useful and inspirational and entertaining and inappropriate, 
and uh you know makes you laugh makes you cry makes you want to fucking say who is this fucking guy on here talking all kinds of crazy shit he never even makes sense um, but if you keep coming back for more, you know, saying think about going over and throwing a couple dollars per episode in the pot because it's awesome. It's much appreciated. You know what I'm saying? And some people even choose to go above and beyond. You know what I'm saying? We got the $1 shout outs. We got the $2 beef two shout outs. But some people go above and beyond. They're going for like the steak tip dinner shout outs you know what i'm saying and uh leading the pack is my girl sarah ball coming straight out the 12-week online group workshop um she is donating five dollars per episode that Oof, that is incredible. That's a fucking juicy hamburger meal right there. You know what I'm saying? Get some steak fries in on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Get the coleslaw out. That's a deluxe platter right there. Um, and, uh, also at the $5 level, my God, I still can't believe this. You know, week after week, I still can't believe it at the $5 level coming in. We got Yvonne Santiago, much appreciated, huge beef stew shout outs going your way. Um, at the $3 level, we've got big shout out going to Zeta, much appreciated. Um, from the beginning of the podcast, we got Jarrod Jones coming in with fresh, with a fresh $2 pledge. Huge beef stew. Shout out to Jarrod Jones. Uh, we've got a big shout out going to Michael Broncado. Big beef stew. Shout outs. Much appreciated. Uh, we got a shout out going to Waste Zoid. That just sounds like a fucking badass old name, Waste Zoid. Um, we got, of course, a friend of the podcast and uh, uh, um, guest of the podcast, Anthony Scott, out there in California doing his amazing stop motion animation. You know what I'm saying? Worked on every cool stop-motion animation you can think of. Uh, check him out on the internet. Uh, we got, oh, another friend and guest of the pod, my homie from Adventure Time, Andy Ristino. You know what I'm saying? Check him out on Patreon. You know I support his Patreon. Putting up all kinds of dope shit all the time. He puts up so many updates. You getting your money's worth with Andy Ristino. You know what I'm saying? That's some bang for your buck. He's banging you all over the place. Uh, we've got a uh, big shout out going to a big vegan. Shout out going to Lermy, uh, aka Ghost Scout computer person. Uh, representing much appreciated. So cool to have so many friends supporting this podcast. Big shout out to Shambe Wright, one of the coolest names. Shambe, Shambe, Shambe. Big shout out to Shambe Wright. Big shout out over to Burlington, Vermont, to Otto Heaney Illustration. Much appreciated. 
Uh, big shout out to Michael Garcia. La, 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 uh, beef stew, just ladling that beef stew. This beef stew's getting ladled out. I'm going down the line, just ladling this beef stew. I was slopping all over the table. It's slopping all over the floor. There's potatoes. There's carrots. There's there's giant chunks of beef. There's we got the separate for the vegans. We got the separate pot with the with the seitan and everything is spilling over. We got the celery in there. We got the spicy spices. You know what I'm saying? I'm putting hot sauce. I'm putting extra hot sauce all over my. Oh, my mouth is watering right now. Just think about it. Uh, big shout out over in New Zealand to my man Daniel Foothead, aka Ghost Scout Sports Magic. Going to be spending a lot of time with him uh, as he is going to be a scout in residence this year. Very excited about that. Uh, straight out the 12 week online group workshop. We've got my man, Alexi Giroux, another Canadian up there in Canada land. Big shout outs, uh, possible ghost scout heard some rumblings that he might be applying to ghost scout training camp this year would be very exciting. Big fan of his work. Uh, another Adventure Time homie and uh, another uh, guest of the podcast, very popular guest of the podcast, talking about Mr. Horny as Fuck, Jesse Moynihan. You know what I'm saying? Very big shout outs. Uh, also support his Patreon page for forming my favorite comic being made right now. Uh oh, who's up next? You know who's up next. It's the reigning, defending, Ghost Scout Training Camp Camp Champion, Big Vegan Beef Stew. Shout outs to my man, John Mansfield, aka Beard Lips, who got his code name from my son, Wolf Bandit, who said that he is Beard Lips because he has both a beard and lips. Uh, let's see. Big shout out to oh, critically acclaimed director, Hollywood hotshot Mark Osborne, director of Kung Fu Panda and The Little Prince. Um, definitely working on getting him on the podcast. Um, he is a future guest. And, of course, brother of Kent Osborne, who's going to be my neighbor in just a few short months. Uh, we got a big shout-out going to Bark the Dog, B-A-R-C, taking over in this year of the dog. My man Alexander Lansang, you know, saying big shout-outs. My assistant in the 12-week online group workshop and my homie. Um, big shout out to Arguably Art. Much respect. Uh, beef stew to you, my friend. Uh, oh, going out to Denmark. You know, we got my man Try Man Hunt representing over there in one of my other favorite countries, Denmark. The only place I've been other than the United States and the Americas. Uh, and of course, last but not least, still waiting for questions to be answered. It's none other than Jesse Kakaka Donnie. Big shout outs, much 
thanks to everybody supporting this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Could not be more happy with just uh, this being a part of my life. It truly bothers me when we can't get to the podcast every week. So hopefully we are done being sick for a very, very long time and uh, just be able to bang these podcasts out. Bang, 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 bang. Um, Because it uh, really energizes me throughout the week and uh, gives me something to look forward to. Very excited to jump on the podcast tomorrow with my man, Dad Squad. You know what I'm saying? One of the funniest dudes that I know. One of the people that when I when when we get together, my wife is just like, you guys are like the same fucking person. We just automatically start going everything out of our mouths. Is joke, 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 joke. We got the fucking jokes for days. We just have the same sarcastic ass sense of humor. <clears throat> so uh, tomorrow you should be in for a real treat. You know what I'm saying? Talking about watching movies. Talking about smoking pipes. My man fucking dad squad loves to smoke a juicy old pipe. Maybe we'll even pipe it up on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Um, So, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow uh, with another pod. Um, So that's very exciting. And then we're going to be back uh, early next week with my girl Marley Gallardo, a.k.a. Crabtooth. Check her shit out. And uh, my man fucking my oldest, bestest friend, Daddy Ball Scout fucking he's gonna dig up we're gonna dig up the old ass dirt we're gonna get real fucking crazy with it rehashing the hilarious old times that made us who we are today the old the old dads that we are today um and uh so as always you know what i'm saying use this podcast as a motivational tool y'all um you know if you think about me and think that you know oh my god this guy's so lucky he's living the dream he's fucking figured his shit out he created his own reality you know what i'm saying it started by making a plan and it started with setting goals for each day and each week and each month and then just doing that year after year after year you know what i'm saying it took me 10 years to accomplish the goal of getting my own property and starting to build my own house you know what i'm saying that 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 dream was literally 10 years in the making Um, You know, my dream of just being able to sit around and fucking, you know, draw whatever the fuck I want every day. You know what I'm saying? That's 15 years in the making, you know, obviously living it and working it every day. But, you know, these lifelong pursuits, these huge dreams, these big payoffs, they all start with getting up every day, 6 a.m., fucking getting on it, um, aligning your habits and routines with your goals streamlining your life, cutting out the bullshit, simplifying your shit, um, and, and making sure that you fucking are coming dedicated to that high morale lifestyle, that super positive mindset that is going to allow you to blast through every challenge that pops up in your face. Cause you know, they're going to come challenges always come no matter where you are at your life, you know, whether you're at the, the rock bottom or the tippity top, it's the same mentality. It's get up every day, and fucking what's the goals in front of me? What am I trying to accomplish today? Boom, let's get it done to have a great, great productive day tomorrow, today and set myself up for another really positive, productive day tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, and, and, and make sure you schedule in time to spend quality time with your friends, a little time for relaxation. You know what I'm saying? Watch a basketball game, watch some UFC. That's how I like to unwind. I was up watching the double overtime Celtics game last night. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, you know, maybe I maybe I slip in a little work here and there too. Maybe I do a little drawing while I'm watching the game, but you know, who's counting? Um, so, uh, you know, set those goals and work it, work that plan. You know what I'm saying? Sit down and really think about what is the best life you can imagine for yourself. If you've never done that, it is long overdue. Sit down and do that. And, uh, and, and, and you're really going to start to create a vision of who you want to be and what you want to be doing and, and, and the plan of action of how to get there one step at a time. It's not going to happen overnight, but you can accomplish goals this week that will make your life right now uh, more enjoyable, more passionate. Uh, you'll be more engaged. You'll be really inspired. Your energy levels will be up because you're fully engaged. You're fully hyped. And, uh, you know, so, so get on that. And, of course, when you're out there, when you're working your plan, when you're trying to, you know, get your thing going, make sure you're looking around at the people in your life, at the people around you, the people you interact with every day. And, you know, be positive with them, be uplifting to the people around you, be an inspiration to the people around you, try to motivate the people around you in a positive way, you know what I'm saying? Um, And even if you don't agree with them, even if they look different than you, sound different than you, come from a different place than you, think totally different things than you, I guarantee you, you have more in common with them than you have in conflict with them. You know what I'm saying? So forget the drama, forget all this manufactured political fucking bullshit. You know what I'm saying? We are all creative animals living in an infinite universe on a fucking magical planet. Okay. So let's work on just accomplishing these productive goals and inspiring the people around us. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm doing this podcast. That's why I'm doing the workshop. That's why I'm doing the Go Scouts. You know what I'm saying? And the rest of the time, I'm just fucking living my dream, doing the drawing, spending time with the fam, and just fucking enjoying shit. But, you know, a component of it has to be to really try to make everything around you better for the other people as well. That's the name of the game. Not just doing well for yourself, but really doing well for the people around you too. So spread the word. You know what I'm saying? Subscribe to this podcast. Um, Tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe to this podcast. Donate to the Patreon. Um, Go to the website goshroomglobal.com check out my work share my work with people uh, buy a poster you know what i'm saying get yourself a little draw teria original artwork very affordable um, if any of the any of the pieces on the website catch your eye hit me up i've i have a lot of originals i've been selling a lot of originals lately um, a lot of a lot of original artwork oh also uh, for the new yorkers out there head over to the super chief gallery because uh, i got some uh, super dope pieces hanging up they had a juxtapose release show. Uh, I forgot to say this in the beginning of the podcast, but they have a ju- they had a juxtapose uh, issue release show that happened um, last Friday, and uh, the 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 MF Doom album cover and back that I did is up in there. Nice big piece. Um, the, that new AWOL one cover I did uh, is up in there. Ni- another nice big piece. I got four Adventure Time background original uh, uh, Adventure Time artwork backgrounds up in there. Um, the original artwork for that Raw Rolling tray I just did is up in there. So uh, New York City peeps, if you want to check out a great show full of a 
amazing artists, uh, including myself and that original artwork that I just described. Um, head on over to uh, to the Super Chief Gallery, uh, which is just a really cool place in general. Um, uh, my buddy Ed runs it, and uh, we're talking about doing a, uh, I think I'm going to do a solo show in 2019 over there, a big blowout ghost room show. And uh, also we're talking about getting regular ghost scout shows going over there uh, maybe happening every couple years um, so that would be really amazing it's a super cool it's it's really more than a gallery it's really a cultural space so uh, go over there check out what they're doing over there tell them ghost shrimp sent you um, and uh, you probably get a high five uh, maybe a little fucking maybe a little something extra you know what I'm saying my man Ed always has something special up his sleeve so uh, go over there and uh, and tell him what's what uh, so until tomorrow <laughs> we'll see you we'll hear, you'll hear from me tomorrow again so get ready cuz I'm coming back all right peace